like I remember doing a year ahead forecast I think it might have been with Mandy Ray and uh I and we published it probably beginning of 2022 or end of 2021 and I remember like looking at this time um specifically Sagittarius season um you know t 2022 Sagittarius season and kind of looking and being like oh okay that's uh a little rocky and I think there are aspects where it is a little rocky but I, I think I I underestimated how much Sagittarius season might lighten our load just a little bit, right? Like, um, I underestimated that Sagittarius season kind of brings, like, levity and lightness to sometimes the trials and tribulations that a Mars retrograde can bring up, right? And um, Mars has now been retrograde since Halloween, so a little bit over a month. We're almost, we're almost halfway uh, done with the Mars retrograde. In fact, the full moon, which is on Wednesday of this week, Wednesday around 9 p.m. Central, uh, that day, I believe, will kind of be the halfway point of Mars retrograde. Um, and, and we know Mars will station direct come January 16th or 13th, something like that. Something like early to mid-January, Mars will station direct. So I think by now we've kind of fully felt into what this Mars retrograde has to offer us, right? We talked about maybe feelings of exhaustion or feelings of, um, you know, not quite knowing how to move forward, not feeling very motivated, you know, those can all be the quote-unquote symptoms of Mars retrograde. Um, but also, isn't there medicine in that as well? Like, isn't there medicine in not completely being motivated at this moment to make the changes that you want to make? Like, isn't there kind of medicine in being a little bit more tired right now and just surrendering to rest? Um, just the other day in, like, a natal chart reading, um, I it was, like, with a new client, and I we ended up talking the whole, a lot of the time, about how difficult is, it is to heal our relationship to rest. And... Um, how we can like actually this came up a few times this has come up in like three or four client readings this week now that I think about it um you know this this idea that you know we have so, been so conditioned to um associate our self-worth with our productivity levels right this is nothing new I'm not saying anything that anybody else hasn't said already but um, when it comes to a Mars retrograde, that can, like, really get triggered. Like, this idea of if I slow down or I, quote-unquote, stop making progress or if I kind of stop producing or whatever, um, then I am not of worth or I'm not of value or I'm not on my path, right? Which is just bullshit. 
and you know what it's resulting in. Uh, something else I'm finding is, you know, people, yeah, in general, this is including me, you know, I'm not saying I'm above this at all. Um, but I think when people have a lot of rest shame and we're walking around unconsciously or consciously associating our worth with our levels of productivity, um, then when we really are called to take a step back during this Mars retrograde moment, take a break, take a step back, you know, um, take a breather, uh, then it's like we're denying that and now we're running around like a chicken with our heads cut off trying to solve a problem or an issue or a challenge that isn't even ready to be solved yet. It's like we're trying to know something that isn't even ready to be known, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so, so that's what I'm thinking with, you know, there's something about this full moon. It has both Sagittarius and Gemini vibes, right? Cause we're in Sagittarius season. So the sun is going to be in Sagittarius, but the moon will be in Gemini. So it will be the Gemini full moon on Wednesday evening. And uh, what's interesting is this full moon, I believe, is, hang on, I want to see the exact degree, yeah, it's pretty much exactly conjunct Mars ret retrograde, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much, yeah, exactly, the moon is at 16 degrees Gemini, and Mars is going to be at 16 degrees Gemini. Also, Gemini is ruled by Mercury. And Mercury is going to be moving into Capricorn. Right? So, there's a little bit of um, illumination in... Uh, yeah, Emmy. No, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize this either until I kind of sat down like three minutes <laughs> before I hit live and I was like oh crap this we have a full moon this week and and we've got uh we've got this full moon conjunct Mars right um but I think there's um extra illumination power in this uh in this full moon in a way because we already know full moons have the tendency to illuminate um illuminate stuff you know, even think of the metaphor or the literal full moon. It is the period of time when the moon is the brightest, right? And uh, when I think about the concept of illumination, of course, I think of the sun card in the tarot. And also the ace of pentacles popped out um, from, from this. And from this poll as well with this new moon or sorry full moon kind of week and uh i'm thinking about this full moon again having extra illuminatory is that a word extra illumination there we go extra illumination powers and also being conjunct to mars retrograde this full moon is going to be I think, uh, potentially a big realization of what this Mars retrograde has really been trying to teach us, trying to show us. I think for many of us, 
it is it has been in some way shape or form about our relationship to work and our relationship to rest just in general because mars is the planet of action and forward movement motivation mars is the pursuit so you know the pursuit of the journey so when that planet does slow down um yeah there's a big wake-up call with how have how has my strategy of pursuit (laughs) how has my strategy in moving forward not been aligned in alignment and how has my strategy potentially been rooted in you know my shadow you know or how have I been navigating life from a place of wounded inner child or rest shame or whatever whatever it is like there's there's a potentially big aha moment you know with this full moon on uh on Wednesday evening and you know the sun I've said this a million times but I don't necessarily tap into the sun being the happy happy joy joy card and if you're a tarot student a past tarot student you probably know this um because we talk about it in tarot class but like this idea that the sun card is like this free pass (laughs) in the tarot like oh no work to be done here like it's just a free happy moment um I suppose it can kind of come through in some way with in that sense uh, I don't know like five percent of the time (laughs) Uh, but I think that more often or not the sun card is kind of the feeling of um, you know when you're in a dark classroom and the teacher turns the lights on and you're like oh like it, it blinds you or the feeling of being in a dark room, you know, dead asleep and someone turns the lights on and you're like, oh my God, like this hurts. This, this blinding light uh, hurts. The actual frequency of going from being in the dark to being able to see isn't comfortable. And it's funny because even as like human bodies, um, our eyes are meant to help us like slowly adjust to different light sources, right? Like whether like our pupils like dilate or um, or get really small, like our eyes are designed to help us adjust, you know? Um, and, uh, sometimes the sun card, you know, is this realization that we have to adjust to, (laughs) you know, um, like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, there's been a really big, there's, then this realization could very much have already come to you during Mars retrograde, and maybe this moon is, this full moon on Wednesday is kind of like the cultivation uh, of that, um, or, like, further accepting or further integrating these, these realizations, but there was, like, you know, this week, something happened, it was mirrored back to me through a person, but something happened where I was, like, wow, like, 
I'm more scared of of that thing than I thought. Or like, wow, like my fear of that thing really um has a a stronger hold on me than I than I was really able to see until this moment. You know, um I also, you know, from talking to friends and kind of observing what's happening through client sessions in this past week, like, there's been a lot of, like, I don't want to say, like, wake-up calls, because that sounds too harsh, but yeah, there's been a lot of things that have kind of come up where people are are kind of like, uh, I don't know if I, you know, have the energy to do this anymore, or I don't know if this person really is meant to be in my life. Or I don't know if me and my partner can resolve this, you know? And it doesn't have to be all negative. It could also be a more positive realization. Like, I don't know if I, um, if this is ever really going to make me happy, you know, or if this is ever really going to fulfill me and I need to go find something else that fulfills me. Um, But there's very much like this, this uh, vibe of now that we have the awareness, uh, now the Ace of Pentacles comes in and is like, all right, guess what? The very thing that you did not want to admit to yourself, (laughs) the very thing that you didn't really, you were too embarrassed to share with your partner, the very fear you could not admit until now, uh, the very thing that you didn't really want to claim that you really needed or wanted until now, just by acknowledging, you know, the truth in that, Ace of Pentacles comes in, you know, there's, there's an arrival to, to something, uh, to a new way of being, literally. (laughs) like because when we acknowledge a fear or let's say we've been denying this part of ourselves or this need within ourselves for a really long time potentially our whole lives and we suddenly stop denying something about ourselves and even though it's scary as shit we start to potentially share that with a friend, a therapist, or a partner, and almost um, let what has imprisoned us or caged us kind of be free, even if it feels really scary. I mean, guys, how do you think, like, new new energy, new frequency, new uh, stuff, your manifestations, how do you think they actually come through? It's It's through that. You know, like, that is such a huge energetic block release (laughs) when we are able to acknowledge some seedling of truth, the sun, that we haven't really wanted to acknowledge, we haven't really wanted to admit to ourselves, or whatever. Maybe it's like, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of intimacy, I'm afraid of being in a relationship, I'm afraid of dating. I have attachment wounds. I'm finally ready to admit it. You know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be partner related. Um, I'm afraid to apply for the promotion because I have this fear of 
taking up space and I've been underestimating myself. Um, I'm finally ready to acknowledge that I, I haven't been valuing myself in the way I need to be. Uh, the, the sky is the limit on what we could actually be realizing. But, you know, there's an air of you played yourself <laughs> with this realization. Like, there's a little bit an, an air of, oh, I've really been doing a number to convince myself of this. And now I'm realizing it's not true. You know, I've really been working my whole life on, you know, this narrative that I don't really deserve good things. And I've really done a number on, you know, living my life in the frequency of I don't deserve good things. And now we're realizing, oh, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> this this full moon does kind of have a little bit of a, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> or I something I really thought was the truth about myself, about my identity, about my problems, the way I was narrating, narrating my life in whatever way has been wrong. Um, and I'm not saying like every aspect of your life has been, <laughs> you know, not true or whatever. Uh, but I think there's there's a little bit of a, of a of a humbling a humbling moment when the sun and the ace of pentacles comes out. Now, how can the ace of pentacles be this moment where we're like, I've been a fool. <laughs> I've been wrong. I've been telling myself the wrong story. That story is not true. I've been lying to myself or I've been not wanting to admit this thing to myself. Um, how is that an Ace of Pentacles moment? Well, the moment, the moment the truth is handed to us, by us, uh, that's the moment we can start shifting into that truth itself, right? And our our frequency change, our path changes. Um, telling ourselves the truth or starting to explore our own truths or starting to explore potentially how we have been wrong about the world <laughs> um, or how our trauma or whatever has informed our perspective of the world. Um, you know, that that is a new beginning in itself. And that's why, you know, the Mars retrograde conjunct the moon, um, you know, on Wednesday with the full moon, it doesn't scare me so much as it, it doesn't scare me like, wow, like, that's like explosive or that's, uh, that's violent or that's emotionally charged. I mean, it could be those things. Those are moon Mars signatures, but Mars is in Gemini and Mars is retrograde. And Mars right now is opposing a lot of stuff in Sagittarius. And Gemini Sagittarius are the signs that teach us how to collect the truth um, or how we've been collecting the truth, right? Um, the lens in which we've been seeing the truth through. 
um, you know, like there's just something, there's something there where it's not, I mean, again, it could be, it could be an emotional explosion for one or two people, you know, but I think more likely there's, there's a deeper internal thing that's, that's going on right now. And remember, remember, what's interesting is that, uh, Jupiter, what's the other mutable sign in this mix? We've got a little in, a little in Sagittarius, a little in Gemini. What's going on in Pisces? Jupiter is going to get to 29 degrees Pisces. Jupiter's at its last degree of Pisces this week and next week. To, like So, yeah, Jupiter is finishing up its time in Pisces right now. Um, Jupiter will not be in Pisces again for another 12 years. <laughs> 12 years. I was making sure I was correct in that. Yeah. So in this next two, three weeks, what is happening? You know, Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Pisces is the planet of um, realizing, like, I think, higher truths above our own human egos, you know, and uh, realizing how we can partner better with our higher self and our spirits and our our spirit team, whatever you want to call it, uh, there's something really mystical kind of going on right now. Um, I was talking to my roommate um, about this, uh, and it's funny because my my roommate is the manager of a yoga studio downtown. If you're in Chicago, uh, she manages uh, Satnam uh, Yoga Studio in West Loop, and it's a really beautiful yoga studio. Um, it's in this like really old building and it's one of the only buildings that survived the Chicago fire. And I just, the energy of that, the building and the space is, is really good. So, um, and she's not an astrologer, but our, our house definitely looks like a yoga teacher and an astrologer live there. (laughs) And we were talking a little bit about how right now we've been noticing that like, uh, uh, there's almost like this climactic energy going on right now that has been building the past three years almost. Like even, we could even say since 2019, like 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, there's, there were so many opportunities in those where our shadow selves were just put right in front of us. (laughs) Like there's been so much opportunity for growth and expansion. And does that feel good? No. (laughs) But there's this thing vibe going on right now where it's like, if you were, if you were going to realize something big, you're realizing it now because there's sort of this climactic thing that's been happening over the past couple years. And if you're still, like, if you still have your sort of ego glasses on, I guess we could say, not to demonize the ego, but we still, like, are are not completely being truthful with ourselves. And sometimes that's not something we're really conscious of, but 
like there's there's something here going on where it's like you either choose to grow or you don't <laughs> like uh, uh, there's a vibe there's a vibe that's how i how, how i can explain it like we're either telling ourselves the truth about ourselves at this moment or we're just kind of agreeing that the growth or lack thereof for us like isn't necessarily there yeah alana thanks for thanks <laughs> i'm trying to make it <laughs> trying to make this sentence like all complicated and um alana you're like should or get off the pot yeah <laughs> exactly exactly um emmy you said this is really helpful i've been feeling the fear of slowing down even my blog is having tech issues right now loading too slow i want to give it all up this week yeah well here's the thing like guys we can't uh going back to this beginning message of like go 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 do 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 work 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 distract 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 we can't see the truth of ourselves and our life if we keep distracting ourselves <laughs> you know or if we keep go 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 you know that is why we're being called to slow down right now i mean sure it's it's also to take care of our bodies and i think there's a collective call to shift um shift our relationship to rest and that's been a very prominent theme in the universe for at least the past four or five years and something i truly think our our generation especially pluto and scorpio pluto and sag pluto and capricorn i think we've reincarnated you know to this lifetime to to help kind of heal that collective's relationship to rest it's not something that people have really attempted on on earth before to this magnitude but again like we need this space to have this sun card moment um we need the space to have these realizations and um sometimes giving ourselves the space to have these realizations is yeah giving ourselves time to get a little extra sleep to journal a little bit more to dabble back into our tarot card practice to have a vulnerable conversation um you know like uh, uh, yeah, or to go to therapy, you know, like whatever it is. I think that's part of what this Mars retrograde has been trying to show us. Um, and uh, I don't know how that's resonating, my friends, but that's really what's kind of been coming through to me. And remember, as painful as this realization could be initially, um the ace of pentacles is following so can you just imagine at least for a moment that the universe through this awareness through this realization that you're having about yourself about your narratives about where you've been playing yourself you know what if this realization that the universe is handing to you is a gift right um you know this year in 2022 i've had a really very painful realization about a friend that i you know have 
basically been partnered with <laughs> for um, almost a decade. And, you know, this year, you know, some, some things kind of showed me, you know, no, no slight to this person at all. Um, but some things kind of showed me, you know, that uh, I've been kind of lying to myself for a while, maybe even years, about what this person is capable of in a friendship and uh, what this person is actually capable of giving. And I think I've been lying to myself about my, um, my okayness with being the one who is always giving, 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 and never completely receiving stuff, you know, the stuff that I would need. And this relationship, you know, the big realization happened because I brought this up to her, you know, and, and the, the reaction was not good, <laughs> you know, like the reaction kind of asserted what I had been lying to myself about, you know, like the person showed me the truth of the situation and and then I thus had no choice but to, you know, see the truth. And that was really painful. And, um, but, you know, a, a couple months out from that moment, um, still definitely healing from that. And, and I do feel like there's some, you know, some things that are still a little unresolved with that. Uh, but I do think that there was an ace of pentacles in that pain of that realization because it was showing me, um, it was showing me a part of my shadow and we can point fingers all day at other people about how they're bad friends and they're, they don't give me anything and they don't call me when I'm having a hard time and you know, blah, blah, blah. They know I was dumped and they didn't even check to text me. And we can say all of that about, we can talk shit about anybody on this earth, right? But, you know, what that Ace of Pentacles moment handed me was actually, wait, why were you in this dynamic? Where were you co-creating this dynamic? You know, Miss Little Healer, Miss Little Savior Complex. <laughs> you know, like, you were just as much in that unhealthy dynamic, that friendship dynamic that as they were, you know, and it, you know, that, that was painful, but it's helped me. I think in the past couple months, it's helped me see, okay, like in my friendships now, like I really have to be aware of that. And it's helped me grow as a friend in my other friendships. And, you know, it's helped me potentially make some some new friends now that I've moved to the city or reconnect with some people that uh, I used to vibe with but we never really got completely close to you know or close together um but anyways just an example of how painful realization leads to personal expansion um they don't say the truth hurts for nothing <laughs> you know <laughs> They really don't. Um, Nancy said, this is so true. Clarity in relationships has been huge. Agreed. That that truly has been a theme in pretty much every session 
I've had in the past like month or two. Like so much clarity about what relationships are for us and what relationships are are not vibing, you know? Um, Sav, you said, I've realized very recently that I project a lot of optimism into people and I assume they're searching for community in the same way as I am. Yeah. Yeah, Sav, that's really a, an interesting reflection from, you know, someone with your chart because you have such a big 11th house. I would say, yeah, it's in, it's in your magic and it's in your your soul to to be this really beautiful community creator. But then, yeah, we forget like, okay, who is actually aligned to be in this beautiful community that I'm creating or, or whatever. Um, you know, like that, that feels to me, um, something, um, and, oh, Alana, that's so true. Yesterday, uh, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, Alana, but yesterday we were in a session and Alana shared with me that, uh, there, she's a projector in human design and projectors are meant to kind of chill out and, and wait to see when other people approach them with opportunities, and then they're meant to respond to the opportunity that's kind of being presented to themselves. And uh, and actually manifestors, Sev, I think it's a little bit different for manifestors. Um, definitely follow Kelsey Tortorici on uh, Instagram. She's like the manifestor guru. I've had her on my uh, podcast before. But yeah, it's interesting to think about like, have I been responding when I'm actually supposed to be initiating? Have I been initiating when I'm actually supposed to be responding? We could take a whole human design, you know, perspective on that. Uh, and that might be part of our son, Ace of Pentacles moment, right? Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot right now. But I think this week has the potential to be illuminating in the very least. And I would encourage some extra alone time or um, some extra time to reflect. I would encourage brave conversations as Brene Brown would say. Yeah, actually, you know, you can listen, go listen to something Brene Brown says about vulnerability and, you know, like, because that's part of it. That's part of being able to tell ourselves the truth or tell other people the truth of how we're feeling It is vulnerability, right? And I think that vulnerability of this full moon could really be handing us the next step in some way. Again, that next step probably won't actually marinate until February, March, right? Once Mars gets out of retrograde, speeds up, starts heading into cancer. I think that's when things are really going to get cooking. Uh, but uh, that's what I've got, my friends. Nancy, you said the gift of imperfection is a fave. Oh, I like I like that one too. I'll have to re-listen to that. Um, and friends, uh, before we get into the collective uh, tarot card polls and prayers, I'll just say that all of my holiday stuff is 
locked and loaded on my site. Um, so it's all ready to go. So if you've been wanting to purchase a gift card for someone for this holiday season, uh, it's on the, there's literally a gift card tab on my website you can go to. There's a couple, I think I have like six different options of gift cards, but if you're not seeing something that you want to gift someone, let me know and we can do like a custom gift card. The only caveat with the gift card stuff is that your gift receiver must book a session with me by like March 2023. So they basically have three months to get on my books or the gift card will expire after that. I do that because it's just, it's too hard to keep track of everybody buying gift cards and for it to be like October and someone to email me and say, oh, two years ago I got a gift card for Christmas and I never used it. Like it's just it's too hard for me to keep track. So there has to be some sort of expiration date. So those are up. Um, and also just check in with yourself. This is for everybody. Uh, I say this every year, uh, but if you are gifting people services, like an astrology reading, a tarot reading, doesn't even have to be from me, it could be from anybody. Uh, just just double check in with yourself to make sure that this person would be open to receiving that kind of gift. Like, don't make your tarot reader or an astrologer like sit with someone that is like a total skeptic and like thinks this all is bullshit. You know, like really make sure your your gift receiver is is going to get something and enjoy. You know that. Uh, that gift okay and then if you're looking for something for you we've got the 2023 year ahead readings which you can book on my site as well we've got tarot year ahead readings and astrology year ahead readings so year ahead reading season is like my favorite so i would love to talk to you about your year ahead that's about it my friends those are my offerings at this moment I hope to have a YouTube video up this week about Jupiter going from Pisces back into Aries. So that's also a goal of mine. Um, yeah, thanks friends for listening to that. Sarah, you said this sermon has been so helpful, Mal. Aw, I'm glad, Sarah. Um, can I have a card for my day? I'm taking a hermit day. Yes, love a, love a good hermit day. Love a good hermit day. I think I'm going, I think I'm going rock climbing later. <laughs> Never been rock climbing. It's kind of a date. So if I, if I break my leg on this date, God bless me. <laughs> Send me good rock climbing vibes, friends. Um, okay. Sarah, hermit day. Okay, five of pentacles. Um, I think that especially for you, Sarah, as like with your entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, your business and stuff, I think like the concept of doing nothing and just resting can sometimes bring up in us like this limited feeling that we're not doing enough, which is very five of pentacles or like I've done this so many times as an entrepreneur, like I'll be like, I'm doing nothing today. 
but then I don't actually enjoy it because I feel like guilty for not doing other things. And something that has helped me at least begin to reprogram that is um, thinking like a little bit of like a mantra, like when I lie down or when I rest, like just this mantra that um, when I am well rested, uh, abundance, even more abundance finds me. Or when I relax, um, everything falls into place. Something along those lines that can kind of make resting expansive instead of a thing that limits you. I think that might be the medicine, Sarah. Jess, hey, um, can I have a card for next week? Sure, Jess. Uh, let's see. Okay, Jess, we have the strength card. Um, so I think there's some aspects of this moment for you that are taking a lot of mental strength. And uh, maybe this has to do with some family dynamics that you're navigating. And I know family dynamics tend to be the thing that, you know, regress us the fastest <laughs> into old versions of ourselves, right? Like, um, isn't it, is it Eckhart Tolle who says, um, if you think you're enlightened, just spend a week with your family and see what happens. I don't, maybe it's not Eckhart Tolle. It's, it's someone else. It's some spiritual guru, but I, I think there's something here about approaching yourself with a, giving yourself a lot of grace in this moment, Jess, not expecting yourself to handle this situation perfectly. Um, you know, there might be some moments this week where you feel like you kind of regressed into a past version of yourself, or maybe you didn't say exactly the thing that would have been the most like high road thing, or, you know, maybe there was a dispute or, uh, something that happened that was just, yeah, didn't bring out the best side of you, but I think it's okay. Like, we don't have to beat ourselves up about that. We don't have to be perfect just because we're not perfect for one really hard week doesn't mean that, um, you know, we haven't grown, okay? So I just, I get a lot of self-compassion coming through from that strength card. Uh, Pam, you said, I'd love a card for the week ahead. Yeah, Pam. Ooh, the Ace of Pentacles. Okay, so interesting, Pam, because you got the Ace of Pentacles in your reading, and then the Ace of Pentacles was a card I obviously picked for the collective reading this week. So I really think there might be like a new doorway that opens up this week, whether that be in a form of a business connection or someone that really inspires you. Um, sometimes we, if we shut the door on... <laughs> someone who's out of alignment, it kind of gives us a breath of new energy to move forward and focus in a new way. And specifically, the word focus comes through when I look at this Ace of Pentacles, because the pentacle is kind of like on her third eye. So I feel like you're focusing in a way that is like, I, I don't know, like, that's, that's how I can describe it. Like you're, you're laser focused on 
on something and you're not feeling as distracted as you have been. That's how I feel. Uh, Katie, you said, love today's sermon. Spot on for this unexpectedly soupy time. I would love some guidance before a date tonight with someone from the past. Okay. Katie, this is interesting. Very Mars retrograde. Uh, in a good way. Uh, let's see here. Okay, Queen of Swords. Cool. Well, I think sometimes, like... Um, I think the trick, Katie, is realizing that even though this is someone from the past, remembering that you are a new version of yourself now, and they are a new version of themselves now, right? And you especially, I think, have some new narratives, new coping mechanisms, new outlook and perspectives on life. And I think there's something about giving yourself the chance to get to know this person in a new way and giving them the chance to get your, get to know you in a new way. And the queen of Pen the queen of swords also often does um speak to like a personal boundary. So I don't know, like I know it's easy like to reconnect with someone from the past and get really swept up in them because we already like know them and maybe there is a little bit of a false sense of intimacy uh, after a while of like not seeing someone but then coming back together when in reality remember there's still many parts of new parts of you that you're still implementing and being called to share so so really let this like fresh start be a fresh start and not necessarily like um a reunion of your past self and their past self, if that makes sense. This is a meeting of your new self and their new self. Um, oh, Alana, I'm glad you thought your your head reading was helpful. Um, and uh, Ellis, you said asking for a card for a heartbroken friend, if that's not not possible or ethical. Uh, love stuff for me would be awesome. Yeah, maybe we could, we'll do like, uh, how can you support this heartbroken friend during this time? And um, I think uh, it's interesting, Ellis, six of cups, six of uh, pentacles. So I think there's something that you've learned in the past. Maybe it's even the recent past about breakups and about boundaries when it comes to breakups that you can now share with this friend. And I also think there is something kind of important that this friend is mirroring back to you right now. Like with their breakup, um, I think it might mirror in a weird way aspects with your own love life. And I think both of you actually are are learning from each other in this moment. And that is actually the truest manifestation of Six of Pentacles. Like there's like this giving, receiving thing. Um, and maybe there's something both of you are doing for each other to help kind of slingshot each other out of the past and like, and into, into newness in some way. Uh, Sam, you said, so good to hear your wisdom today, Mal. I would love a card for support 
for the week. Yeah. Ooh, okay, Sam. Big stuff going on. The Fool and the Emperor. Okay. Um, love it. I love this energy. Um, I'm thinking, Sam, I know some of your family responsibilities are pretty busy right now. Um, but the Emperor is kind of feeling to me like, yeah, like Sam's got this under control. Like, you know, like Sam's got this, got this deal sealed right now. Like, and I'm thinking with the fool, it's okay. And it's safe to maybe, um, explore some of the personal projects or the personal goals that maybe you're wanting to bring in, in 2023, maybe having a little brainstorming session with yourself about some of those personal goals although maybe they're not able to be implemented right in this moment I think there is something about this week where it's like it's safe to dream or it's safe to do a little future planning brainstorming session and uh and also it's kind of safe to get excited about the future um and I wonder if this has to do with like something about your witchy side. Um, I don't know. It, it feels, it feels, uh, prosperous. Okay, Sam. Uh, Sam, uh, Sam, you said I went rock climbing against my will on a date and it was one of the most fun dates I've ever been on. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. Um, uh, thanks for the safe vibes. Uh, blue cocoon. You said I would love a card for my hermit day as well. A lot of us are having some hermit days, which is good. Okay, interesting. Uh, Blue Moon Cocoon, Four of Pentacles, and a Knight of Wands. I feel like there's... Uh, it's funny because I think sometimes when we think of hermit days and days that replenish us, we kind of think of like you know, staying in bed all day and eating, you know, food that we really want to eat and watching Netflix. And if that's what you feel like doing, 100% do it. But the Knight of Wands kind of feels to me like there are activities that we could do alone that replenish us. Like maybe there's a favorite cafe you want to go sit at and write at for a while, or um, maybe there's a favorite park you want to go take a walk. Like it can really truly be a you day and you know doing an activity that you really enjoy going to see a movie by yourself i think that's such a fun thing um i've said something like this before on the podcast but one of my friends does this practice when she has like a day to herself she does uh this plays this game basically that's like called follow the path of the most excitement so there's no plan necessarily, but she continue and continuously asks herself like a handful of times during the day, like what feels exciting right now? And sometimes the whole day is just, it feels exciting to be at home and bake cookies. But then other days it's like, oh, it feels exciting to go to the bookstore. It would feel exciting right now to grab my favorite coffee or whatever. So play with that play with that blue moon cocoon um hey alexandra you said sending you lots of rock climbing good vibes 
Um, and, uh, you said, if possible, I would also like a card for the week. Um, yeah, let's see here. Okay, Alexandra, Knight of Cups and Seven of Wands. Um, I think it's a week to kind of... Um, it's a good week to empower yourself as a highly sensitive, empathic, emotional person. Because so many times as highly sensitive people, as people who are really sensitive to the energies around us, sometimes we disempower ourselves and we're like, oh my God, the world is so scary. The world drains me, um, you know, like, but uh, which can be true. I'm not invalidating that. But with this Knight of Cups, Seven of Wands, I'm like, ooh, what is Alexandra accomplishing this week with her, the power of her emotional energy? Like using her sensitivities, her energetic intuitions for good and, and to empower you. Um, how can you use your sixth sense this week? to solve problems and trust your intuition to help you through challenges. That's what I'm thinking, Alexandra. Um, and uh, Nancy, you said I would love a card for the upcoming full moon. Yes, let's see here. Okay, Nancy, Page of Pentacles. Yeah, I think I think this full moon definitely has some sort of like new project or just like new exploration energy for you. Like how can you allow yourself to become a student again and allow yourself to learn something new or let it be okay not knowing what you're doing and and going on the pursuit of learning about something like whether that's you know, taking a class or sharpening your skill sets in some way. It doesn't necessarily have to be work related. This could be, this actually is coming through more as like a hobby or an activity that you enjoy. Uh, like, yeah, I, I think there's just some good, like, hobby energy in a weird way coming through for you, Nancy. And that might be, um, you know, that might be a um, uh, just a good thing for you right now to help cope with the moment. Uh, Sav, you said, can I have some medicine for um, this week as I navigate through these changing friendships? Okay, Five of Swords. Um, I'm thinking that there might be someone who maybe isn't entirely emotionally capable to, for, like, having the conversation that you want to have. Because may uh, I don't know I, I think there's something coming through with like an ideal 
um, conversation with like a person that maybe you've worked with, but, or maybe you were friends with or had a collaboration with, but now you've realized, you know, it's not in alignment. Like an ideal thing would be being able to have an open, mature conversation with this person and, you know, not burn bridges and, you know, just be able to kind of close out the the cycle or close out the connection with um, an open, honest conversation. But you have to realize we're not taught to do that. You know, a lot of people are not emotionally capable of doing that. In fact, I would say I was not emotionally capable of doing that until maybe four or five years ago. You know, like it takes a lot of emotional growth to be able to have that kind of conversation. And um, I'm thinking like if someone is giving you attitude or if someone's kind of maybe feeling triggered by you no longer wanting to collaborate with them, I don't think it's about you, uh, Sav. I think it's more about their capability and not being able to completely handle the reality of the situation. Okay, so sometimes sometimes the best thing we can do is de-escalate conflict and, and walk away. Um, and I think that's the best thing we can do if uh, a mature conversation isn't available uh, to ha- to happen at this moment. Um, granted, Sav, this isn't me discouraging you from not having a conversation. Like, if you think a conversation can be had, do it, sure. But also know that, you know, you're not a failure if someone isn't engaging in, in something with you that you want to engage with, right? Um, Annalise, you said, if time permits, can I have a prayer or a card poll to address my personal and professional confidence? I'm trying to improve, but it feels like I'm lying to myself. I get it. Four of Cups. Um, Four of Cups. Yeah, Four of Cups is sometimes a card that comes up when we're having a weird relationship with the present moment because we might be either dissatisfied with what we have in front of us or we don't know how to completely receive what is in front of us. And um, I'm not sure if I'm really picking up on, like it might be confidence that is the surface level symptom of this thing, Annalise, but I think on a deeper level, it feels to me more like um, believing that you are deserving of the opportunity itself is something that is kind of coming up. Uh, So I'm wondering like about how you can use uh, like, I guess, affirmations or mantras. Um, I know it sounds cheesy, but I do think it goes a long way. Like, when we start to shift the stories we have about ourselves and our deservingness of this or that opportunity. Like, I am certain that this opportunity was absolutely for you and that you are meant to take this opportunity and 
thrive and run with it. Um, but letting yourself feel that might be a different story, Annalise. So yeah, how can you, how can you tap in more to like being sure that you, assuring yourself or assuring that inner child or whatever that you deserve to be here and let confidence just kind of spring from that instead of forcing yourself to like be confident, be confident, be confident. Because I think confidence is a skill also that's built over time and that fundamentally sources from like self-worth you know and we can't just like snap our fingers and be like okay self-worth power on like it doesn't work like that it, it, there's like a slow progress that comes from I think affirmations and things like that so hope that helps in some way um Armchair Astrologer, you said, I am giving a speech tonight. I would love a card of advice. Absolutely. Ooh, Eight of Cups, Armchair Astrologer. Okay. Um, I wonder if this speech has to do with something about emotions or uh, like, I don't know, emotional health or emotional well-being or wellness, but... I think there's something about maybe um, identity in which like you're showing up to this speech. And maybe there have been public speaking opportunities in the past, uh, Armchair Astrologer, where it was a little bit more difficult to show up in your authenticity and your vulnerability. But now this speech, whatever it is, it feels much more like it feels much more Brene Brown, like in the sense of like, how can you show up to this lecture or whatever with vulnerability, trying with the goal being not necessarily to give a great speech, but to emotionally connect with the people who are listening that that feels like the crux of, of it all, right? Um... Okay, friends, I'm reading all of the thank you comments and you guys are so welcome. Sabs, you said, oh my gosh, exactly. We tried, but I'm just on a totally different plane of existence. Yep. You can't have, yeah, you can't have an emotionally mature conversation when only one party is willing to do it. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Uh, you, you need, you need two players who are at least trying um, in order to to make that happen. So good try, though, Sav. Good try. Uh, Annalise, you said, thank you so much, Mal. This was helpful. Um, and, oh, Armchair Astrologer, you said, that was spot on. This speech is on self-authenticity. Oh, that is so funny. Okay, well, then, then you already got the vibes. The vibes are already there. So... You guys are awesome. Thanks so much for coming to Witch Church again. Uh, I presume we'll meet again next week. And uh, check out my new offerings on my site. Feel free to share uh, my this episode of Witch Church or uh, anything else of mine, my YouTube channel with a friend. Spread the word. And uh, you guys are awesome. I'll, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.